because my heart lies in business. I mean, everything about the process, you know, starting something, creating the logo, creating the colors, creating the feel that you want to have your clients feel like all that to me is just like euphoria. Like it's a drug for me. Yes. And that's why I'm always on the go with the hustle because I love to take a business from nothing and build that solid foundation, you know, making sure that we have the business plan, the strategy, the everything is just in place. And there's like no way that we could fail. And if we do, we just go ahead and we just try again. Hey mamas, welcome to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host, Mother Hustler, Kareen Mills. I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation, co-founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author. Each and every week, I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive, imperfect action, unapologetically chase your dreams, and eradicate your excuses so you can quit treating your business like a hobby and turn your side hustle into full-time income. I know being mother hustler is not easy, but sisters, we are making it happen even in this beautiful mess. Thank you so much for being present with me today. Now let's go mother the world. Michelle Welch is no stranger to entrepreneurship. Growing up in a household where both parents strive to build businesses from the ground up, she quickly learned the importance of strong work ethic with a balanced blend of unending determination. Michelle found herself working for several businesses, both small and large in size, to help them increase their bottom line. She has assisted in over a dozen startups. It wasn't long before she decided she should put her entrepreneurial bloodline to use. At just age 25, Michelle founded Queen Cleaning Concepts, and she co-founded Golden Spoon for the Culture. Queen Cleaning Concept is a commercial and residential cleaning company that quickly gained success due to her stellar marketing efforts. GS, a catering and meal prep service with a cultural spin. Michelle is a certified life coach who specializes in confidence and empowerment coach. She's also a keynote speaker. Her passion spreads widely into her community. She's the founder of a nonprofit called the Entrepreneur Network, an interactive hub for entrepreneurial women and mothers looking to start or build their own business, create connections, find inspiration and support. But the queen of clean's most important job and the one that keeps her going every single day is her role as a single mother for her two boys, Landon and Trevor. Sisters, please help me in welcoming the mother hustler mothering the world this week, the queen of clean and the mom entrepreneur herself, Michelle Welch.
Welcome everyone to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host, Kareen Mills, and we are blessed today to sit down with Michelle. I can't wait to hear your story, Michelle. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm super excited. We're super excited to listen to your journey. Um, sure, it's going to be amazing. So we usually started off with your childhood. And when you tell that story, I would love for you to take us through that story and take us to um, your adulthood and how mm -hmm. you got there through that and through your journey as a child. What kind of things did you learn from your parents? What kind of things did you learn from your journey as a child? Because I think I love listening to the child version of us because we are so innocent when we were a child and we have big yeah. dreams. We're never scared to dream when we're a child. So I'll let you take it all away. Awesome. All right. So um, starting off my parents, uh, Donna and George, they, um, they've been together for probably about 33 years, been married for like 26 years. So I did come from a very loving um, home. Uh, we, I grew up in New Jersey and I moved to Florida when I was about six years old. Um, my parents were entrepreneurs. Uh, they always owned businesses. They uh, owned a cleaning company actually in New Jersey and um, they brought it down to Tampa when we first moved here, but then they stopped. Uh, and then after that, um, my mother opened up her sister's daycare. And when she saw the success that was happening with that, she went ahead and opened up her own. So I grew up in the entrepreneurial bloodline. Like that's what it was. My mom was a hustler. Like when it comes down to like my worth ethics to date today, like it's because she set the tone. She set such a great example of what a hardworking woman would be. Um, so that was one thing that I know that I developed from her and my father, the same way, you know, he grew up in, um, in not such the great and not such a great part of, of Trenton. And, you know, he dealt with a lot of things and adversities within his family. So he just, they ultimately wanted the best for me and my brother. Um, and my childhood was amazing. There was, you know, I had everything I could ever imagine, you know, I'm a mom now and, you know, some mothers, sometimes they say, um, I wish I can give my kids everything that I didn't have. And it's just like, for me, I'm like, how am I going to outdo what my family did for me? Because I never knew what, you know, struggling was or what I, I just had everything I ever wanted. But my parents worked extremely hard. They, you know, made sure that me and my brother were there in the front line at all times to see how business operations were going. I mean, even when we were younger, my mom had my crib in her in her daycare office. You know, it was wow. never a question if we weren't around. Um, and it made me become responsible really quickly because at certain points, you know, around the time I was like a teenager, 15, 16, I was running the daycare. You know, I was going there in the morning with her, opening it, taking payments. So it, she instilled it in me really, really quick. Like, you got to get it yourself. You never depend on anybody. Like you got to work hard and you hustle for as many hours a day that you feel like you need to, to get it done. And so that's one thing that I know that I appreciate her a lot for. Um, and I grew up and I have a brother, he's, um, he's 30. So we're about four years apart from each other, but we're best friends. So growing up with somebody that, you know, we, I resonated with so well, and he's just so understanding and it was never a judgmental thing. And we could talk about anything and like, it's still that same way today. So, you know, my childhood was just amazing. I don't ever remember a time where, you know, I really like went through anything because you know, my parents protected us, you know, they made sure that we were in the best schools, we had just the best of everything. And 
I think that that shaped me to be a, a good woman and, and understand, you know, the quality of life that I want to maintain for me and my kids. But it was kind of like shell shocking because when I hit that point where I turned 18, 19 years old and my parents didn't have the business anymore and it was like, what do I do now? You know, like I had to go out and find a job and I had to like, you know, it's different when you're getting a check from mommy and daddy versus having to go out into the real world and get a check. So I learned that very quickly that it's not the same, but I learned really quick. Like, so I picked it up, I picked up the pace and I always kept really good jobs. I always, um, school just wasn't for me. Honestly, <laughs> I, I failed college algebra like four times at two different colleges. I was just like, I'm done. I'm over it because my heart lies in business. I mean, everything about the process, you know, starting something, creating the logo, creating the colors, creating the feel that you want to have your clients feel like all that to me is just like euphoria. Like it's a drug for me. Yes. And that's why I'm always on the go with the hustle because I love to take a business from nothing and build that solid foundation, you know, making sure that we have the business plan, the strategy, the everything is just in place. And there's like no way that we could fail. And if we do, we just go ahead and we just try again. So that's for me, it's like, that's where my heart lies. So I tried to go back to school for business and my like my guidance counselor is like, are you going to go work for somebody? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and he's just like, so you honestly don't need this, Michelle. You know, you can invest this into your businesses or something. And I was like, okay. So having those jobs, and I always worked at staffing agencies because, you know, they can get you into different places without having to have a degree. So I was like an HR supervisor at UPS. I did um, business acquisition for Spectrum. Like I had great jobs, but I learned so much from them that I'm now able to implement into my businesses to date. Um, so then I had my first son at 19 and that was really like shocking for me because um, I was, I was planning on going to the air force. I really wanted to travel the world. And I thought that that would be like the best way, you know, military to work out great benefits, good pay, but obviously God had other plans for me. So I went to the hospital cause I thought I had the flu and I found out I was 12 weeks pregnant. So wow. that's when, yeah, that's when everything just like went in for a whirlwind. And um, I was extremely nervous, but my mom was super excited. Um, you know, she had just was getting ready to like make the transition to sell her business and everything like that. So she was like, stay at home, grandma. I'm going to, you know, be all this nana and glamma. And so she was so <laughs> excited. So it really made it a great experience for me. Um, but at that point, me and my boyfriend at the time, which is my first son's father, we were good until he found out I was pregnant. Then everything kind of like just went crazy yeah. and you know I ended up dealing with a lot of domestic violence and it was just such a toxic relationship and I thank God to date that we're able to actually sit in the same room together and co-parent but it was definitely a really really hard journey um because you know I didn't grow up in a household where I saw my dad hitting my mom and you know it was for me it was like okay that's my son's father I have to stay with him I need to be with the first person I'm with you know it's like we're conditioned as young girls oh, wow. to believe that the first man you, you're with, you got to be with. If you have a kid with them, you, you have to have a family. And so I learned really quickly, it's I cannot be a, the mother that my son needs for me to be if I'm in this toxic relationship. You know, I'm depressed and I don't, I don't even want to be around anybody. And it's just like, as soon as I realized that I can let the weight go and I'll be able to move forward, I did. And that's when I just began to flourish. You know, I was upset that I was going to be a single mom. But I knew that me being a single mom was going to be better for my son than to keep him around something that could possibly harm him growing up. So, you know, being young, 19 years old with a baby and making decisions like that to leave my family behind and go back home and kind of restart my life again. I got caught up in 
wanting to live my life versus wanting to be a mom, you know, still being fresh out of high school. And it's just like, you see your friends off at college and partying. So I did get off track for a little bit of time. I thank God that my parents were so strong and structured that they helped me, you know, try to maintain and still keep my mommyhood intact. But I did veer off. And I like to be transparent about that because I believe that not we're not perfect. You know, mm -hmm. we go through things in life and our circumstances can change how we act in that moment. And me going through that depression and just getting out of, you know, domestic violence, it caused me to need other coping mechanisms. And thankfully, you know, my family helped me get through that. But that was a really trying time in my life. So I'm moving forward, got past all that. And now I'm getting back into the working field, held a job for about three years. It was a great job. I moved up in the company pretty quickly, but I still felt so unfulfilled. I um, ended up getting FMLA and like constantly calling out because I wanted to work on my dream. That's when I birthed Clean Cleaning Concepts, which is around 2015. Um, and it's a residential and commercial cleaning company. And I remember just sitting there, you know, I, it was in a call center. So I have my headphones on and I'm writing and calls are coming in and I'm just like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like drawing up my logo and I'm writing down my color schemes. And I'm like just thinking and like Googling, like, you know, different, different cleaning companies in Orlando so I could see what they were doing. And it just like in those moments, I felt so happy. And I'm like, this isn't for me. Like, I have to get out of this. I can't keep this this job mentality, it just wasn't for me. So what's the, what's the cleaning company's name? Uh, Queen Cleaning Concepts. Wow. So I'm going to stop you right there really quick okay. because I wrote a lot of notes and <laughs> I'm, I'm so, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. This is really, really good. And I'm so excited for you because you are a go-getter. And I truly believe that our, our environment growing up, really makes a huge impact on us but with yours it wasn't it wasn't a traumatic childhood it was actually a really close to perfect childhood I'm sure it's not perfect but it was close yeah and so I think I think that has um, a tendency in my mind and you just proved me wrong um, that to spoil kids right like like it has a tendency to make you not want to go for it because you were given yeah. a lot of things. And now that I'm talking to you and I'm getting to know you, I'm so impressed by the fact that you absorbed everything that your parents did and shows that what we show our children is truly mm -hmm. what sticks a lot and um, you talk a lot about your walking away from your relationship, the first son's dad. And I'm so, I'm sort of jealous that you did that because my mom never did that. You know, I don't know if you've heard of my, my story because I share, I just started sharing, you know, I'm yeah. healing from this story. So I'm able to share it with mm -hmm. very little emotion. I mean, I cry and all that, but it's more of like a healing cry versus like a sad cry. Um, because my mom never did that. And, and you are spot on when you said I couldn't be the mother that I should be for my son. Yeah. Because I was going through that toxic environment and I, could, I couldn't put, put him through that because that's going to impact him. And I, I have to commend you for that because it truly will impact your son. It would have impacted your son in a very 
negative way. So thank you for doing that. You are a great model of a mom. Yeah, but now don't get me wrong. It did take me about a year, but I I knew that at some point it was just, it couldn't happen. It just, it wasn't, it it was going to break me. It was taking me to a place that I was like, I can't, this is like uncharted territories. Like I have to be a mom, you know? So, so talk about that feeling of creating and the process of building a business because I'm the same way. Um, and you know, people that are used to working, there's people that are, um, might tell me like, why can't you just get another job? Like, why can't you just work? Or like, sometimes I get so frustrated. (laughs) I get so super frustrated and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm working so hard and I'm not even making any money right now. But they, like, I think a lot of people don't understand that it's not about the money. The money isn't It's applause. never about the money. It's never but it's been like, about the it's, money. It's the process that just gives me so much energy, right? Talk about you that know. a lot more and dive deep into that. So for me, um, business to me is like, it's like that it just gives me like the shakes. Like I feel like the Energizer Bunny because it's like, I'm such a creative, like, I can literally sit and, um, you know, I have a network of women. I have the mom entrepreneur network and I have women that reach out to me daily and I'm constantly helping them with their businesses. And when they sit there and they tell me, you know, what they're getting their business started in, I'm immediately spit firing ideas of different marketing techniques, different things that they can do. And it's just like, it just, it's what comes up, comes out. It's so natural for me. And the business world for me, it's like a puzzle. I love putting it together. I love walking in there and people looking at me like who's who is she like she's not she has nothing and when i open my mouth i captivate the room i take everyone's breath away and they're like i need to know her that for me is like everything you know i don't do it for notoriety i don't do it to know prove a point that oh i can empower women no i want everyone to understand you know what? i'm a single mom i I've gone through so much, but I'm not going to allow that to stop me from what my ultimate dream is, which is running multi-million dollar businesses. Because for me, I know that I can make it happen. I believe in myself that much I because I've built other businesses. I literally, when I was 18 years old, I had a job. I started working at the like the lowest of the franchise. I was a team a team member cleaning out yogurt machines. I was so dedicated to that place because I loved it so much. I moved up to team lead, then moved up to assistant manager, then moved up to manager, then moved up to corporate trainer, then moved up to executive assistant to the president to where they literally gave me a, a bank account with $500,000 in it and said, here, project management, get the Ultima store built. Let's, let's do it. I was 18 years old doing this. I knew in that exact moment that when I stood outside of that store and I saw what I created, I already knew it was a wrap. I was like, this whole business game is done. <laughs> this is me. Like, I will be known for being that boss mom that can run businesses, that can make a profit and do it all looking fly, like just being a boss. Like, and I knew, <laughs> and, and that's what I'm doing. And it just, it makes me so happy to see, like, I built this. I literally blood, sweat, tears, not sleeping. I literally last night went to sleep at almost five in the morning. Why? Because I was building a website. Because I make sure that everything that I do, I do it with excellence because I'm committed and I'm dedicated because it's bigger than me. It's like, I'm leaving a legacy for my kids. I'm doing so much and it's just like, it it makes me so happy. And my kids are picking up on it. My son, he's like, mom, I can't, I can't wait when I get older. I want to own a Dunkin' Donuts. I, I, I want to own my own cleaning company. He's like, when are you, you going to take me with you so I can wash the windows? Like, he's so excited. And I'm like, 
yes, I'm doing something right because I know that they're picking up on the example that I'm leading. And at the end of the day, that's what matters to me. So it's not about the money. You know, it's great. We can make a profit. Okay. But we can do that at a job. It's about the impact. It's about what we're setting, the tone we're setting for our children and for the future. You know, a lot of people, and I didn't even realize it, look up to me, you know, because I put a lot of my yes, life out on girl. social media and it's just like, I didn't understand what it was until I started getting the flood messages of, oh my God, you're doing this from men, from women, from younger girls. And I'm like, this is what God called me to do because if I, it, it wouldn't come so easy if it if that's what it, what it was if that's not what it was, it's my passion. So for business, for me, it's like, it's like eating your favorite candy over and over and not getting a tummy ache and just being able to engulf in like the greatness and the sugary and feeling the energy. Like it's just fun. You can literally give, throw me a business and I can seriously like come together with an entire marketing plan, a business plan, your financial st structure, everything. Just give me an hour and I can do it. Like I'm so gangster with it. I'm sorry, but like, I love it. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. You're just like me when, when it comes to business, I get so pumped about business and you know, um, you talk about building businesses. So that is a plural, right? And I hear so many people and I, I think I get, I get people to maybe frown upon because I have several businesses and it's like, how does she do what she does and how can she like, okay, I, I have this networking platform that I own called game Ch game changers, global network. I founded mm -hmm. it with a, with a partner and we had a Christmas party and my husband showed up. My husband barely shows up in like, he's very, uh, he's not antisocial because he can hold his own when he's in the room, but he's an introvert. So mm -hmm. he's a social introvert, but he would rather be home. Right. Yeah. And so he went in there and the first question that a lot of people ask him that they, that he just met is, does Kareen ever sleep? And he's like, oh yeah, she sleeps. <laughs> like how much does she sleep? Because they don't believe in me. When I tell them I only would sleep five hours a night, like I schedule, yeah. like, even my, my sleep has a schedule, you know? And, and I think, I think it's hard to fathom for some people to really have multiple businesses, you know, yeah. one and being a mom and being a wife and, and this and that, and being a friend, a sister, a daughter, whatever. It can be done, sister. I mean, I hate to toot our own horns, but like, beep, beep. Because, <laughs> I mean, I have, I, I have a cleaning company, a catering company. I'm a certified life and business coach. I have a nonprofit network. I'm a mom, a single mom of two boys. I'm a sister, I'm a friend, I'm a daughter, like, I'm sorry, but I, if someone tries to tell me an excuse, I'm just like, okay, mm -hmm. okay, <laughs> sure, you can't yeah. do it, no, I mean, I feel like if, if you're a mom, you can do anything, you, we are so, women yes. are so amazing, we create life, and that's why I think it's so easy for us to birth businesses, because we have the capacity to grow life inside of us, so to take that and put it into something on earth, it's like, oh my gosh, like, that's why women are dominating. I'm sorry, but there's, I tell people, I don't care. I'm so confident in my abilities to make things happen and execute that I can, I outwork everybody. I, when you're yeah. sleeping and partying, I'm here, websites, getting stuff done, getting marketing plans together, making things happen. Because at the end of the day, I know at one point I was dead broke, had nothing to my name. I know what it is to have nothing at all, to literally be 
you know, by yourself, no car, no, not even understanding what's going to happen to your life. And I literally 360 it in less than a year. Wow. Running businesses with babies. I'm, I'm telling you, my son is six months old and I have pictures of me sitting there doing invoices and getting things together for the cleaning company. Like I was not playing. And even to this day, I still don't play because I know that things got to happen and I have to make them happen because a lot of people depend on me, especially when you're in like an industry where you have employees, you have to remember if you're not giving them work, how are they going to feed their families? You've, I, when you decide to bring employees into your business, you're literally like, that is a, that's a big risk in itself because if you're not producing, they can't, they can't, you know, win, they can't eat, they can't feed their families. And for me, that would kill me because I'm like, ah. You have way bigger responsibilities when you have life depending on you, not just life as like your kids. Like I always say, it's so tough to be an employer because you're not just feeding your family, you're feeding like multiple families exactly. because it trickles down from you. You are like right there. Hi, baby. This is what we call Mother Hustling Monday. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I do a Facebook live called Mother Hustling Monday. And so I just awesome. talk about business. I talk about business. I talk about some the answers to questions from people that always DM you. And yeah. I just sometimes don't have a lot of time to answer everybody. So Mother Hustling Monday is where everybody gets their answers without being charged an hourly rate. <laughs> <laughs> right. I do um Mompreneur Monday. I highlight one woman in the community that's a mom that's killing it. So that's something that I'm definitely um, going to be remaining consistent on because women like to be acknowledged and I think they deserve it, especially when you're a hardworking mom. This is not easy, you know, balancing. And I don't even say balance anymore. It's work, home integration, work, family integration. There is no balance for me because there's yeah. no one day that's the same. So we just got to integrate. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the balance because I always get questions from women locally and through social media like how the heck do you balance your life work-life balance and I just say um sister the sooner you get it that there is no such thing the more your life is going to be easier Exactly. You have to just honestly, when you decide to be an entrepreneur, there's never a guide. There's no way for you to know what's going to happen. So you got to you got to stay ready. So you never have to get ready. That's my motto. Like, that's just what it is. But this planner, everything is in this planner. So I know I keep my days very separate Mondays and Fridays. I'm working from home with baby and I'm getting stuff done with him here regardless. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday will be my days like where I'm out, I'm at meetings, or if I need to go, you know, help with cleanings, if I need to just make sure everything's good. Bank days, that's what those three designated days are, and babies um, with nanny or something like that. So I've already said it in my head, Mondays and Fridays are off limits. Like, that's my work from home. I If it's not, I can't do it at home, I can't do it at all. And then weekends, strictly for kids. That's it. Sunday night, I'll have a couple hours where I'm able to answer emails and stuff like that. But I literally, when I first started um, on my entrepreneurial journey, I literally was working like 20 hours a day. It was like, why did I stop the corporate job to still be away from my kids so much more? So I yeah. had to learn very quick, delegating tasks out, hiring employees, things like that, because it's like, I can't be a PTA mom working 20 hours a day. I can't nope. do the things that I initially started on this journey to do working this way. So I learned quickly, I created a schedule, I use my planner, I put everything in here. If it's not in the planner, then it's something that I just don't need to be doing. Like it's creating that discipline and habit. 
It's true. So let's dive deeper into that because I get a lot of moms, especially is like, how can you get everything done? And I feel like, um, I feel like that the, when you told me your schedule, I feel like you're talking about me because I'm the same way Monday and Friday, Friday is actually me day for me where I, it's just me, you know, cause I have school age kids. So they're in school. Right. And it's just me. I'm not, I'm not having meetings. It was just, uh, I want, I want the path for entrepreneurship for other people to not be as hard as mine. Wow. Yeah. I always believe your adversities or your pains and your sufferings were gifts, right? And it's not in a nice box with a bow on it, but it's definitely a tool for you to change something, change one person's life. So I totally, totally agree with you. You're on Instagram. Yeah. And um, do you find YouTube easier than Instagram as your No. Hat? Oh my gosh, no. Instagram okay. is so easy compared to YouTube. Instagram is the easiest thing of all time. If you're coming from YouTube, <laughs> and so I'm coming, I, I'm, I'm Instagram is my latest little obsession. It's my little passion project. But we're going from making two to three videos a day on YouTube to make content for Instagram is so much easier. Mm -hmm. uh, and to grow a to, to grow a brand or to grow a business or recognition quickly, Instagram is the easiest place to do it. Mm. It's hard to sustain because uh, you you're on the you're on the you're on the wheel constantly. Like you get off the wheel, you're irrelevant. Where with YouTube, once you build up some traction, your videos that you posted five years ago are still getting views and momentum for you. Where nobody cares about your Instagram post from two days ago, let alone five years ago. Mm. Uh, but Instagram is so much easier. Anybody who goes from, I think it's, it, it's just the next step, jumping from Instagram to YouTube, which a lot of people are trying to do. But if you're going from YouTube to Instagram, it's easy pickings. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's great. So Evan, you have all these icons behind you. Right. I'm sure they end up there for a reason. Um, do they end up there because they're your favorite of all time? And if they are, what are the biggest lesson you learned from every single one of them? Sure. Can everybody see, or this is also a podcast, right? So not everybody can see what's on my yeah, wall. Um, it, on the podcast, not everybody can see, but right. I'm going to, if you don't mind, post it on um, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'll walk people through who can't necessarily see it. I've got these five giant canvases on my room, uh, on the wall in my office. And I've always been a big fan of, of setting up an environment that, allows you to be successful. Mm -hmm. It's great because you do it once and then you walk into that environment every day and it, it shifts your perspective as a reminder for you. Mm -hmm. So I've got, I've got five giant canvases. Uh, the first is a big picture of Steve Jobs that's looking at me. And for all the people that I have on my wall, they teach me usually one thing. Mm -hmm. And so Steve Jobs, the lesson I want to be reminded of daily is uh, to be a visionary, to think big, to have, to have big dreams, put the dent in the universe. Mm. I don't want to be a father like Steve Jobs was. And, and I think that's one of the key lessons when you are modeling other people and taking things from them. You don't have to become them. You're just taking a little piece to help you be a better you. Become you. Yeah, just a better, the better version of you. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be the next anybody. And so I take pieces from different people. I can learn from them. I can learn from Steve Jobs. Not about how to be a father, but how to be a visionary. Great. That's enough for me. You don't have to love Steve Jobs as a human, 
Um, and it's why I have on my channel, I'll do Donald Trump and I'll do Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. Like you can learn from all sides, I yeah. think, even without having to become that person. So the first is Steve Jobs and, and he's teaching me to be a visionary. Um, the next is a guy named E.P. Janini, who's, who's my favorite entrepreneur of all time. He's the founder mm -hmm. of the Bank of America. And mm -hmm. he was all about believe. He believed in people when nobody else did. He, mm -hmm. he lent money. He was the first person to lend money to immigrants. Uh, he, he lent money to people based off of the calluses on their hands and a look in their eye. Wow. If you can imagine a banker wow. giving you a loan based off of a look in your eye. Wow. Um, he gave money to Walt Disney to finish his first movie when people said, you're crazy to launch a full wow. length. Like nobody's going to watch a full length cartoon. That's stupid. Don't do that. Um, AP Genini funded him and wow. nobody knows this guy. And even Bank of America, I, don't know him. I called up their PR department to get some stories on him when they're like who's ap janini it's like this guy's your founder you're the pr wow. department he founded your company you don't know who he is it was mm -hmm. yeah anyway so uh i wish there were video content on him because we, we would definitely make a great top 10 wow. um so ap janini so he just taught me to believe in people like the way that so steve jobs is have an impact ap janini is through believe have an impact through believing in people because that's my one word mm -hmm. uh the next is my parents uh, so it's me and my parents. They're in the middle on, on my wall. You know, again, I'm eight or nine and they're looking over me. And that reminder that I'm Evan Castrilli Carmichael, do anything that I put my mind to. I just want to, I just want to remember that. And it's, it's still something that um, I do with my son. We have a Carmichael's can do and he'll say anything just as a reminder of like who we are and what we can do. And anytime I'm, if I'm dropping off from school or tucking him to bed or whenever I'm saying goodbye uh, for the night or the day, uh, it's Carmichael's can do anything. Uh, so my parents are third. After that, I have Howard Schultz. He's the, the guy behind Starbucks. Starbucks uh -huh. And uh, why the CEO of Starbucks seems like a weird person to have on the wall. Uh, there was a video that he made that really had an impact on me where Starbucks was one of the first organizations to come out, the first major corporation in America to come out in favor of same-sex marriage. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, he got questioned at a shareholders meeting where somebody, one of his shareholders stood up and said, Hey, Howard, like, what are you doing? Don't, we're not in politics. Don't worry about same sex marriage. Just sell coffee. Like don't, don't get into this arena, focus on selling coffee. And he came up and he said, the lens through which we see the world is through the diversity and through our people. Mm -hmm. And if you want to sell your shares in Starbucks and go buy some other company, feel free to do so. And wow. like, it was awesome to see a CEO stand up for what they believe in, uh, whatever that is that you believe in, right? And so he, he believed in diversity. And so he was going to be the first company to do it and, and to stand up to his shareholders, I thought was awesome. Um, so that's why he's on my wall. Uh, and then uh, Kanye West is the last one. Of course. And Kanye was the first top 10 that I did on my channel. Uh, as a response to one of my buddies, a close friend who uh, attacked Kanye in a blog post. And I wanted to just show the, the positive side of Kanye. So uh, that, there's a specific moment. Uh, there's an interview that he did on a radio station. And that's where that specific picture on my wall is from. And he's basically telling people that the time is now. So the time is now to be the greatest you. The time is now. I don't want to sit inside a corporation for the next 30 years. You got to go bet on yourself mm -hmm. and so those are the five pictures they tell a story steve jobs is to be a visionary ap janini is to do it through 
believe my parents made me believe in myself. Howard Schultz reminds mm -hmm. me to stand up for what I believe in constantly and deal with the haters. And Kanye West reminds me that the time is now, like, don't wait, go, go, go. And so um, they all mean something to me personally. Now, you know, somebody coming into this office might be like, this, what is this? Who are these people? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have as, uh, you know, you definitely don't want a picture of my parents on your wall, but it means something to me when I walk in and that's the environment of believe. That's my one word. Uh, so that every day when I come in here, it reminds me of who I am and what I want to be. Wow. Those are profound. Um, one lesson, every single one of them have given you. And I'm sure your parents are in the middle because of, of, way more reasons why they are there, not just the belief, you know, believing in you and that instilling in you that you can do whatever you want. Yeah, my parents, they're in the middle because they taught me how to be human. They taught me how to mm -hmm. be a person. They didn't, everybody else taught me about business somehow and all the people that I profiled, there's usually a business lesson somehow. Mm -hmm. My greatest mentors and heroes are my parents. They didn't teach me that much about business, entrepreneurship stuff, but just how, how to be a human being. Um, and so that's why they're in the middle. Yeah. I talk a lot about humanizing your business. Okay. Um, and uh, it sounds like you really believe in something similar and leading with just being human and kindness. And, you know, for, for someone like me, who's still a small time micro someone online, and for someone like you to come on and give me time, I think that's superhuman, right? Yeah, I, I think, um, so I just came back from LA. I did, a, I did a keynote at a presentation there and I spent the entire four days of the trip in the lobby of the venue where they were hosting the event. And basically from 7.30 in the morning to 2.30 in the morning, I was just in the lobby helping entrepreneurs and missed most of the sessions except my own and, and Gary V's and one other. Uh, and that's not healthy or sustainable. Uh, I was on, you know, four and a half hours sleep every night, but basically spent the entire day and, and skipped all the fancy parties and skipped all the VIP stuff. One, because I'm an introvert and I don't like that stuff anyway, but right. I wanted to be there. I wanted to help. And, and the number one comment that I got back was, it's so great that like, you're the only one who has, a million plus on their channel and you're here just talking to us the whole time. And I don't know when like humbleness lost its coolness. Um, and so my, at the back of my head, I'm thinking I want to come back next year and have 10 million subscribers and be the biggest of everybody and just do the whole thing again. Like just sit in the lobby, helping people one at a time. Like that's, that's my life's work until I die. Uh, and if I can get, so big that everybody knows me and then just keep doing the same thing. Hopefully that gives permission to other people to say, uh, wow, like I want to, I want to do that too. Yeah. I think also as we look up to people like you, we look up to people like Lewis house, we look at to people like Gary V and all these other thought leaders. I think we, we go future, right? We, we think of like this big massive thing when we forget about, you know, the human touch is super important. And the minute that you lose touch with that and you know, humbleness, ground, being grounded, I think that um, it's hard for people to relate to you. Do you believe that? 
Yeah, I think if you want, I think everybody's talking about you have to be authentic. You got to be authentic. You gotta, okay, mm-hmm. but how do you do that? Like, how do you be authentic? Well, nobody wants to learn from the perfect person. Mm-hmm. So, so the thing that you are most afraid of sharing is the thing that will actually connect people to you. So uh, as an example, when I was in LA, uh, I got invited to all the VIP stuff because I was a speaker and like, I don't, I'm not feeling it. Um, I'm just going to walk the subway and get a sandwich and walk back wow. while they're going to like the fancy dinners. And even, even now, like for events, when people want to do fan meetups and they want to do it at some fancy restaurants, like how about we just do it at a Starbucks or something so that everybody can come, you know? As you, uh, you as well is we are igniting leaders. Yes. Right? Yes. We are moving. Yes. We are doing moving, not just mom. You're giving mom permission that you can do it all. You can have yes. a healthy relationship. You can grow. You can take your business to the next level. You can have spiritual growth. You can have health. You can have inner peace. You can have it all. We are really giving permission to moms to do that. But sometimes not all moms are ready for And, and you can have badass friends like you. <laughs> and not all, yes. Well, because as, when, when I had a lot of ego, I... You know, and I am, I will own that. I, yeah. I did have a lot of ego when I was younger and especially when I was young with a, with a, with a really good position in, in the corporate America world. Yeah. But when you have a lot of ego, you're not open to a lot of like great friends like you. Yeah. Because so I always, I always wondered why I wasn't attracting the friends that I really want. Mm-hmm. And so and it's because I didn't deserve them. And not only that I didn't deserve them, I also did not have the mindset to receive them. Mm. And so I'm nodding when you said that, like you have to be okay with that. And, and I'm not saying when it hurts me, I'm just saying like, I could so help you. I could so change your life. Like it's just one of those things because we're such go givers and go getters Yeah. that, um, we go into that mindset of, oh, I could so help this person, but she's not ready for me. And so you just kind of move on from that temporary pocket. So Mm -hmm. we talk about the big pocket that we're like guilt, shame, but I still have those pockets, but they no longer grow big. Mm -hmm. They're like, I just know they're there and then I get out of it, you know? And so it is important to receive it too, as a person. Mm-hmm. And you're right. You cannot blame yourself for somebody that's not ready to receive your message. And I had a podcast interview with someone in Australia and she said that you can never attract people to you that you cannot serve. Mm, that's powerful. I like that. Mm. So nice. some questions for you. Your mom's still around? Yes, she is. She doesn't live far away from me. Oh, that's amazing. I'm jealous. (laughs) So what is it that the most important lesson that you learned from your mom? My mom had five kids and she worked her butt off. She really worked hard. Um, She told me to believe in myself. She told me that you can get any job you want. You can create, recreate yourself to anything you want. Um, And I saw that through my dad because, you know, she advocated for him. She wrote resumes for him. She applied jobs for him. She, you know, when we're coming to America, she did the interview in English, which nobody spoke English. So 
She wow. really um, stepped up, especially coming from a culture where women do not have a lot of a voice and, uh, you know, stand up for the family. But she did a lot. She sewed for us. She hustled. Wow. She's a true Mother. hustler. <laughs> That's awesome. What would you tell her today if she was listening right now next to you? I would tell her that I am proud for who she has become. Uh huh. And I am sorry that I disappointed you as a daughter for speaking the truth. Mm. Mm. And you guys are still like close with each other. We're not. We have. I haven't talked to her for probably five years now mm. because I spoke the truth. Mm. I I get that because mm-hmm. my mom's still married. You know, I talk about my mom, and she's still married to my dad. And my dad went home to the Philippines to retire and doing the same crap that he's been doing for the last fifty years and. The girls are on my mom's side. The boys are supporting my, not supporting, supporting, but listening to my dad. And because uh, mm-hmm. there's three and three of us, three boys, three girls. Mm-hmm. And my mom lives with my sister in LA. And we're all just like advocating for her and mm-hmm. saying, you know, girl, girlfriends, because I could talk to my mom <laughs> like that now. Yeah. Girlfriend, you need to take care of yourself. You've yeah. been sacrificing all your life not only for dad, but for us, we're good now. Mm-hmm. We have our own family. We are super like just speaking the truth to her, but I think it hurts her feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Because an old school woman like her and your mom, is just like to be there for their husband, no matter how good or bad they are. Yeah. Regardless of how good or bad they are. And, and so mm-hmm. I know that she hurts because she's torn. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're speaking the truth and we're advocating for her and we're telling her, quit sending your money there. Yeah. You know, like just take care of yourself, go travel, come visit me in, in uh, the Northwest, go visit yeah. our brother in England, go visit your sister in Japan. I mean, you have so much to do in this world. It's your yeah. time, girlfriend. This is your time. Like I just keep saying that to my mom and it hurts yeah. me too because yeah. that's my dad too, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. And for me, what I've learned, Karini, is to love mm-hmm. without judgment. And that's been really a lesson for me, just to love her for who she is, not what I want a heart to be, you yeah. know, you know, hope exactly. to be. And I think it's really hard as a judgment because we are a judgment society. We're always judging so like remember that I love you and I, I'm going to love you from a distance even though it's hard sometimes. I'm just going to love you from here. Even yeah. I said love, yeah. Yeah, more power to you. You're yeah. super amazing. What, last question. Well, first of all, before I go to my last question, I just want to commend you for, for all the amazing things you're doing in the community and to the women that you help because... I think that every single one of us can make a difference in this world and nobody can do it alone. Mm-hmm. We have to lock arms and do it together and really uplift, not only lock arms, but reach down and lift those ones up that are down there when they're ready. So I commend you for stepping into who you are becoming because we're always evolving, mm-hmm. right? And 
thank you for showing up like you do. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. You're welcome. So when you heard the word mother hustler, what comes to mind? <laughs> like define it in your own words. I'm like showing up when you don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. Show up. Okay. There's days I'm in my pajamas. Just show up. <laughs> Okay. I love being in my pajamas, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I mean, sometimes I don't want to, I don't want to respond to that email. I'm like, just say the truth that yeah, you don't feel like taking that, you know, just still show up when you don't feel like it for you, you know, for your soul, for your family, for your community, for your country. So, yeah, that's what Masla Hustler, Mother Hustler, even though she doesn't feel like it, she still shows up for our community, for our families and countries. Seriously, girl, mm -hmm. we do. We do. And we show up like, we show up as 10 people too. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one of us, but we show up like we're 10. I mean, we wear like so many hats and juggling everything and all that good stuff. Yeah. So tell my, my listeners where we can find you, want to hear about this community and hiking community that you do, and you're probably on Meetup and all that good stuff in Portland, Oregon. So let us know so we can find you. Absolutely. So we are in uh, Pacific Northwest, USA, Portland, Oregon, Vancouver area. So it's called Pacific Northwest Women's Outdoor Group. And that's a free community. And you can join through Meetup. And there is, I believe, a lot of activities you could choose there from there. And, um, and you can look at the schedule at the calendar and just schedule what you're interested in. It describes all the skill level that you are at. If you're just beginning, if you're just interested to socialize, there's a lot of social events on there. And then we also have a um, Central Oregon Bent chapter there, which just started last August. So we're building a community there. So that's my, um, that's my, that's like my happy place. I look forward to hiking every weekend because I coach during the day. So I'm disconnected away from my computer or from the phone. I'm out in nature. And again, mother, nature is our first mother. So it gives us all the, you know, negative ions that we need. Yeah. Um, so this, this is the group that you actually started yes. all of it founded. Yes. It? yes. Wow. Yes. And you're expanding in Bend, Oregon. Yeah, we started, we expanded last year. And from that, that's, uh, we last year in Bend, Oregon. And that's where I learned from all the skills the group was going successful. That's where I took the skills that I mastered and implemented into building my business, which is a women's lifestyle coaching. That's so cool. So where can we find you for the coaching and which social media outlet do you usually hang out in? So I use so the Facebook. Yeah, it's Rukshana Trim, just like my first name and last name. Rukshana Trim is my social media platform there on Facebook. I also have, I'm also on Instagram. It's under Women's Lifestyle Coaching in, on Instagram. And you can also find me on LinkedIn under Rukshana Trim and uh, under there as well. I talk a little bit about my book on LinkedIn, about conferences that I speak at, public speaking, all the stuff that I do. It's on there. That's awesome. Well, I'll add all of them. If you can send me all the link, I'll add all of them on the podcast notes. But thank you so much for gracing us with your amazing presence today. And I really am excited 
for every single one of you listeners to hear this amazing woman and her journey. So thanks a lot. Thanks, Karine, for having me. All right, sisters, thank you so much for listening and always supporting the Being Mother Hustler podcast every single episode, every single week. I know most of you take screenshots of these episodes and share it all over your social media outlets. And for some of you that's left us a five-star review, from the bottom of my heart, I'm so super grateful for you. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And it would mean the world to the entire Mother Hustler Nation community if you wrote us a five-star review. Because I'm telling you, this is not about me. This is not about you. It's about all of us in the community inspiring each other, learning from each other, and not allowing each other to make any excuses to chase our dreams. I swear I read those reviews and it fuels me to my core, makes me cry for great reasons, so I so look forward to reading those reviews. As always, sisters, don't forget to give, serve, live, and love. Have a mother hustling day. From day on, I got the support. But, you know, by tomorrow, you don't know how the, your kid's going to turn out. You just have to do it every day. You know, get up and feed them and take care of them. You take it one at a time. Yeah. It's one at a time. And when I think the big numbers and the big goals, mm-hmm. that's why when I set goals and I look at it, wow, I don't, I don't yeah. know if I can do that. Yeah. With this recording a podcast, yeah. going for it, I, it, this was way over my head. I did not, yeah. I didn't even know how to do a YouTube, yeah. Yeah. right? But it's, if you keep saying, I don't know, but not taking a step, yeah. literally in one month, because mm-hmm. I made a decision, okay, I'm just going to enlist yeah. myself in a mastermind yeah. that teaches these and then watch a couple of videos, yeah. you know, commit, just commit to one yeah. a day. Eventually it started depositing these knowledge yeah. into my knowledge bank. Yeah. And it became this, it just gave birth to my, to this whole online thing yeah. that I have, but I would never have thought to even write yeah. a book, like how and now teach people how to do these things. Yeah. But you have to be easy with yourself. You yeah. have to give yourself a chance. Like, I had another interview that's dropping actually this Sunday and I love what she said, Brittany. She said, what would I say to my kids if I was my mm-hmm. kid? Because mm-hmm. we always tell our kids, you yeah. can do whatever you want. You can right. be anything you want if you put your mind and soul to it. But we don't do it. But we don't do it. <laughs> so I love how she said that. And I'm like, thank you for saying that because we're so harsh on ourselves. Yeah. But yet we we create this high expectation in our kids, but we don't have that expectation on us. So when she feels like she's about to quit Mm -hmm. because nothing, you know, through that little pockets of our business. In fact, last week, I just was thinking about this. This whole thing's not going to work, you know, Mm -hmm. these negative self-talk we're humans. We come up with this thing in our brain because your brain is designed to protect you from whatever they're trying to protect you. And I love what she said. This is how I get out of that rut, 
rut. How do you say that? Rut. Rut. Get out of this rut. Yeah. Is what would I say if I was my kid right now? Right. Right. You cheer them on. You tell them you can do it. Right. And then I just tell that to myself. I love that. Look in the mirror and say that to yourself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So going back to your school, I want to hear about, so you now have five schools. We have five schools, yes. Are these usually in remote villages where the less fortunate kids the, can? They are, yes. So we have a certain criteria. Uh, so I don't make decisions. I don't decide which school, you know, my Friends and families in Cambodia is always like, you know what you can do. It's not up to me. They submit the application and then it goes to a committee, selection mm-hmm. committee. And then the selection committee will go through it and they do the feasibility study and all that type of stuff. And then they they bring it to the board. And mm-hmm. then the board decided if this is the school that they would raise the money to build for. And, and a couple of the, those criterias include um, they need to be a public school mm. and they need to be in a remote area where, I mean, some of the school, the last school we built, I tried to get there off. By the time I got there, I was almost sick because the, the road condition was, was horrible. Mm. Uh, one of the schools that we built, uh, a Rotary Club in Canada, actually helped putting a well, a water well. Mm. And uh, and while we're uh, doing this project, one of the the mom came up and, and she cried and she mm. said, "I've never seen a well with a hand pump before." Mm, really? Yeah, because the, they just go to you know a pond or right. a river and they get the water. water. Yeah, mm. and, but she said she never seen a you know. I grew, up not, a, I grew up having a regular water mm-hmm. and a pump outside yeah. because if somebody else was yeah. using the shower we would go have a big pail yeah. right and pump with, with water <laughs> and shower outside because it's hot <laughs> and here you are i mean if, if you didn't tell the story nobody would have known yeah. yeah yeah and because my podcast is not about me it's about my guests right but it is true it's about about the guests but but i think i think the audience should recognize how extraordinary you are that's you and I, you know, after your state farm career and then at the start of my state farm career, we kind of crossed paths for a little bit there as you going out, I came in mm-hmm. and, and that's how we got connected. And, and the reason that you and I hit off just like that, and um, I love you like a sister. I, mean, I love I, you I too, brother. You. A big fan, by the way, I follow you all the time, but you, you're very humble. And you don't talk about about your experience. And you, well, I don't know if you put it in your book or not. I haven't read all of it yet. But um, you have an extraordinary journey to get to where you are. I mean, you give me a lot of credit about Aww, my journey, but but you. your journey is also was also thank you. I'll have to tell that story on someone's podcast one day, but. Um, I have some few questions for you that I would love for you to answer. Okay. Um, I think you've already said something about what you learned from your mother's disservice. Because one of my questions is, what lesson did you learn from your own mother that you have or will pass on to your kids? I'm pretty sure there's more than just service, right? But I think service covers so much. We used to have this property that we rented out and we never collected rent. And then finally, my mom ended up 
feeding the tenants, and we never kicked them out. <laughs> wow! <laughs> For the the Club Rouge, and I don't know, you know, from business perspective, that's that's just terrible, right? But from karma perspective, um, you know, my mom is already gone. I never thought about how much money she made and all that kind of stuff. I always thought about the things she's done for humanity. You never remember that. You don't even yeah. care to ask the money. The only thing I remember was the stuff that she's done for other people. She showed you. It's just about watch. showing. I watch. I watch. I watch my parents. But you know, the other day, my uh, oh my daughter. So so you know, my son does a whole bunch of things too. But but right now focuses on my daughter. My, my son is the second year in, uh, at UP in the business. Mm -hmm. But my daughter right now is a senior in high school. She's mm -hmm. be done. But she already raised money to build a basketball court in Cambodia. Wow. She's also, um, well, the reason we're talking about my daughter, because this show is about women. <laughs> yeah. She's also um, doing relay for cancer. Wow. And she's the president of the Habitat for Humanity Club at our school. She does all these things. I was like, how, where did she come up with all these things? You know, I, and, and I gave her a compliment and I said, you know, I'm really proud of you guys because I never sat you down and lectured you that, you know, you should do all these good things. And my son hooked up and go, come on, dad. You <laughs> know, we're watching you. We have been watching you. Wow. So, so what we do matter, right? They so, suck it all in. Mm -hmm. They sure yeah. do. So I, I like to think that I'm a good guy and I do all these good things, but really I think the credit would have to give to be given to my uh, my grandmother, my mother, my, um, my my older sisters, because they're doing all these things, and and that's what the impact they have on me. Wow. If your kids were listening right now, because I know one day they'll probably get a hold of it. What would you tell them? Uh, I'd like to tell them that, uh, you know, for many years I thought I was the master. I was the teacher, but I think uh, they have become the masters. I have learned so much from them. They teach you a lot. Uh, one day I woke up, I realized that um, they got it right. Wow. I had it wrong. Wow. You know, I clock in and clock out. I work so hard and do these things. It's just all work, work, business, and money and all that stuff. And, and they're out there playing volleyball, basketball, talking to their friends and doing all these kind of things. And, uh, you know, we ourselves, as we get older, we want to stay young, right? Vibrant, retain our youth and all that kind of stuff. Right. But yet, We've been teaching our kids to mature, to grow up. And sometimes we do that too fast. We push them to grow up so fast. And I woke up one day and I realized that and I go like, no, they got it right. I got it wrong. So I've been